Excuse me. Uh, just uh, urinating on the grave of the conservative movement there. Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. You're listening to our special post-election analysis slash post-mortem of the Republican Party today as part of our special midterms 2006 electioneering boogaloo, America flushed the toilet. I'm Gavin, along with Galen, say hello. Hello. And Aaron, say hello. What's up? <laughs> and uh, we're all very groggy today. Uh, Galen and I were live blogging the elections last night, and I got uh, carpal tunnel slash drunk. So I'm still recovering. Uh, <laughs> but uh, please, everyone out there listening, feel free to email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Leave comments on our Lawrence.com page. Please visit our MySpace profile, www dot myspace dot com backslash punditocracy oh god what a night it was last night uh democrats just really reamed the hell out of the republicans in the house and uh by most accounts the senate as well we're still waiting for an official well, declaration in virginia even but, if they uh, don't take control taking five seats is extraordinary because incumbents yeah. especially in the senate always win yeah so, um, people are pissed. <laughs> but let's just run down some of the stats from last night. In the House of Representatives, the Democrats picked up 33 seats. That's where it stands right now. It might fluctuate with recounts and challenges, but that's going to roughly be where it stands for now. Uh, that's insane. They only needed 15 to regain control of the House. That is the largest... That, that's larger than the Republican revolution so far as margin. Of 94. Yeah, uh, of 94. And it's the largest Democratic wave since, I think, 1974. Uh, so the House divides... And, and, and with no, you know, Newt-like leadership character otherwise, which is yeah. also interesting. And, so. and, and another thing, the Democrats did not lose a single seat yesterday. Yeah. Everything came from the Republicans. <laughs> All of the bleeding came on the Republican side. Democrats as well as the bleeding. That, yeah, the bleeding. <laughs> and there's a lot of that because there is some good old-fashioned ram-reaming going on. 201 Republicans to 234 Democrats in the House right now. In the Senate, and again, this is still fluctuating, but uh, it's going to end up <laughs> as 49 Republicans... 49 Democrats and two independents. The independents have pledged a caucus with the Democrats, which would give them the majority in the Senate. Um, and that is also huge. That is unexpected. Even the people predicting the Democratic wave did not see that happening. They thought that the chances for the Democrats retaking the Senate were very slim. Uh, let's see, Democrats picked up Montana, Missouri, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and right now Virginia is sort of the contested race between uh, Jim Webb, the Democratic candidate, and George Felix Makaka Allen, Republican incumbent. As of right now, Webb has a lead of several thousand votes. And many deer heads in his mailbox. Yes, just as, you know, a uh, little... Gracious thank yous from the people of Virginia. <laughs> that will probably be a race that will be drug out for Months. quite a while. Yeah. So. Or And nobody really knows what Alan's planning right now. Or what could happen is that he may plan to just concede, lick his wounds, 
regroup and focus all of his energies into running for president in 2008. When we can smack him down again <laughs> yes. with any luck. And it'll be twice as satisfying. It's like playing whack-a-mole with some of these guys. You just yeah. got to keep pounding on them. Uh. Uh, and those are the two most notable pickups. But it, something else that shouldn't be overlooked, governorships. Democrats also made huge gains in governorships around the country. They picked up in Massachusetts, Ohio, New York, Arkansas, Colorado, and Maryland. So Democrats now have 28 Democratic governorships, opposed to 22 Republican. That's a big swing of, I think, just like the Senate, six seats that went to the Democrats. Mm -hmm. And that's going to play out huge in the uh, 2008 presidential race. Uh, If you control the levers of power on the state level, you help your particular party's candidate. True. So Democrats were very pleased by that as well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think? Uh, well, your, your no, boy, see, your, your boy must... Lieberman won in Connecticut. Yes, my boy Lieberman did win in Connecticut. Not any real surprise there, yeah. I think. Uh, um, but what, how shame, you... but no surprise. He won by about 10 points against Ned Lamont, the, who yeah. won the Democratic primary. And surprisingly enough, the Republican candidate picked up about 10 percentage points, and everybody expected which him is, to like peter out at three or four. Yeah, so which he is had a, a good night. A little surprise. But, but the thing is, the rest of the Republicans voted for Lieberman. Yeah, yeah. So. And a lot of the Democrats voted for Lieberman as well. I mean, the Lamont campaign was pretty much destroyed when Lieberman announced that he was going to run as an independent instead of bowing down. Like, having Lieberman in the Senate is going to be a good thing for the oh, Democrats. Also, he votes Democratic Pretty much all the time. The only re- not to. The, well, the only real issue that Lieberman has not. Iraq. Yeah, that's, that's Iraq. Well, Iraq is what cost him the. Democratic he's also nomination. he's also a social conservative in a lot of really irritating ways, but his 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 other. I, I think that that. I mean, Bush was Bush. Outright ask people said that they should support Lieberman. Republicans should support Lieberman. Although so. Lieberman's enough of a political chameleon and self-serving enough that he's going but to Rich latch Red on like a remore <laughs> underneath the party in power, which is the Democrats, right? Yeah, now. he has so no he's spine. going to caucus with the right. Democrats. I think if you cut off his head, he'd grow a new body. He's just one of those. Two Actually, if you cut ones. off his head, another Joe Lieberman would grow out of the severed head. Exactly. And you'd have two little Lieberman's running two around. <laughs> I, I must admit too that I was wrong on my predictions about. Oh uh, yes, let's go back this. to predictions, shall we? Um, I wanted to bring this up. <laughs> well, look, I, I was just—I based my prediction off of the previous elections of 2004, 2002, 2000, where you saw relatively close races across the board in the House and the Senate. A lot of races 50-50, and then on election day, the religious right gets out and votes and always tips a Republican ahead. I had no reason to believe that that wasn't going to happen this year like it has every other year. Um, you, didn't, you didn't count on the, the insidious intrusion of homosexuals into their ranks. I didn't think Your that Mark that, Foley, I, Ted I Haggards. I did not think that that was going to happen. I believed at the end of the day that the Republicans I, were going to go out there and they were going to try to elect people in that were going to well, try to further, I, further their agenda. Um, but, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Now, I, I, I think it did. I, did, I, I think did. it did. I will disagree. I think that the Republicans were able to get their, their vaunted 72-hour no. machine out. However... The Democrats and independents were far more motivated. And they See, had huge also, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're correct on that, Gavin. I mean, first off, they're saying that the uh, the the percentage I believe is about forty percent, and that it was mostly Democrats that went out and voted this time, not Republicans. Well, there's something else, which is that the number one issue was not Iraq, but corruption. 
Yeah, and that was that was impressive. Well, corru- corruption and Iraq. Like nobody, well, no, no, nobody no, no. Pre- corruption everyone, was number one. Iraq that, was number yeah, two. So, like CNN and some other firms did some yeah. exit and pre-poll. Gallup and and uh, the number one cause, the number one issue for voters, which was spurring them on to sweep the bums out, was corruption. Uh, sweeping the bums out leaves me just a real quick uh, shout out to uh, the newly single Miss Britney Spears. Congratulations. Oh. She also made the right decision yesterday by divorcing Kevin Federline. Yes. See, if there are so many victories for America on so many fronts yesterday. <laughs> so many bums got thrown out of office, including Kevin Federline. Well, I am, I am very surprised that the Republic or that the uh, Democrats retook the Senate. Uh, that was the one that yeah. I, I figured that they were not going to take. I figured they probably, yeah, I, at the end of the day, they were going to barely take over the even House. Even most but, of last night and into this morning, I was pretty sure they wouldn't make it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I did not think Claire McCaskill would win in Missouri. No, I, I thought was talent absolutely was sure that she would go down. She was behind, 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 and yeah, suddenly she boom. Was, yeah, and was, Galen was watching the the county by county breakdowns in Missouri. And he kept saying, "Well, actually, there's some counties by St. Louis and uh, Kansas City." that haven't reported yet yeah. and that's what happened and sure right. enough, those are McKe- those are democrat favored territories and yeah. she squeaked it out and um apparently jim talent was crushed <laughs> and gave a very depressing well, uh concession i guess speech. the tide or no the winds were against us or something like yeah, that wind was in our face something like yeah that. well again i thought talent hair. was gonna win i mean i figured it'd be close much like it was close last time he was up but but it, i i you know what i think did talent in bush's last minute visit in missouri yeah. <laughs> a lot of, no, I'm serious. Yeah, a lot no, of no, no, a lot right. of Republican so. candidates were really pissed off that Bush was campaigning in their backyard so close to the election because he is so toxic right now and so unpopular around the country, not just amongst independents and Democrats, but a majority of his own party really strongly disagree with his policies and him personally. And then Bush was like being asked not to do it and was doing it anyway. Yeah. Because yes. he didn't want to be seen as you know being weak, and and I actually see the argument there. If he just hid, like that would have fed the media narrative that uh, yeah, the I mean, it's huge not like title is coming. So he had to, he had to be indignant in, uh, in in the face of well, because there's no world issues that he could be shown to be paying attention to <laughs> right now. Well, and you know, he's not paying any attention to issues in Missouri, state issues in Missouri. Oh, of course so, not. I mean, he, he doesn't, doesn't he can't shit. <laughs> the other one, I'm surprised, Montana, although I love this new Montana Mon- senator. John Tester in Montana is oh. an awesome candidate. Th- this he's, guy. he's a libertarian. He's like he's a rancher. He's a farmer. Yeah, I was, was going to say, if you've, if you've seen this guy, he looks like a big, grizzly mountain man. That's what he cut. looks like. And I, don't, cut, man. and I don't if think he lost, ever... he would have founded a nation, you're saying. Yes. In his yes, shed. Pretty much. <laughs> And I don't think that he was like even. I don't. Every single time I've seen him speak, he was never wearing a suit. He was wearing like one of those old rancher uh, neck string ties. Yeah, string yeah. ties. Here, here's here's where I sort of lay out my uh, nerd bona fides on the table. Here, uh, John Tester is from Big Sandy, Montana, which is the hometown of Pearl Jam bassist Jeff Ament. Wow. So, so John Tester had my vote for that reason alone. Big Pearl Jam fan. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Me too, but not that that much. I, but I do. I, I, I think it is also important to point out that this election, one of the reasons the Democrats also won so much is that they really went much more conservative. And I disagree. No, because a lot of the, I disagree. I, I don't think I think that the, the people like Montana. You've got a libertarian. Yeah. You have a lot of you have several places. You have people who switch party from Republicans. So we're dealing with a much more conservative 
a Democrat election. I wouldn't call that conservative. I would uh, call it uh, common sense. <laughs> well, I think the Republicans I mean, went so far out that the yeah, Democrats are now like, and let's and let's not forget too that one of the main reasons the Democrats want is not because the Democrats are putting out a positive message or because they have any sort no, of no, agenda. No, the Republicans to fix, lost. Yeah, <laughs> that they don't have any agenda to fix any of our yeah. problems. People went out and they voted against Bush. Yeah, and that's, although, that's what and, happened. And okay, here's a couple of things. Um, First of all, I do agree with you, Aaron, that the religious base was probably depressed. Mm -hmm. We saw a statistic last night. Exit polling suggested that evangelicals, a third of them, voted for Democrats yesterday, which is a huge pickup for Democrats. That is surprising me. I figured they would stay at home. I know. No, no, they went out and voted. They're just so disgusted with their leadership in Washington right now. They they gritted their teeth and they voted. Uh, the evangelicals, though, they're not a group that stays home. They're too energized, oh. and so I think a lot of them just. I I just I don't know if I they got Jesus flowing through. Them. I don't exactly. know they got if so I, much holy rolling energy. Oh, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I know that that's what the ex. I mean, it was just not, I know you, you can never truly trust exit polling 100%, but I mean, I, I think that that is a pretty good end. I mean, just look at the results of what happened yesterday. Something had to chip away from the Republicans. Although I will say, a oh, majority of these victories that the Democrats had were very close. A majority of them. Yeah. It was still a very close election. Well, but I mean, in 2004 and 2002 and 2000, yeah. Republicans won by very close margin, yeah. too. So yeah, but it just uh, enough shifted there's enough modulation in the electorate and there's enough disenfranchisement and democrats were able to peel off just that small sliver of republicans that they needed yeah. which brings up what now my yeah. own technical theory is uh, based on years of watching the democrats do jack shit and i believe that they are in fact going to do nothing and get nothing done uh, just because of their own Incompetency and probably lose the 2008 election. Oh, I, I agree with you. And the Democrats are in a very interesting position right now because this next two years is going to be absolutely crucial. I mean, they need to go out there and they need to try to come up with an agenda. They to do get have us an out of Iraq. They need to try to get us an agenda to. They do have further social issues. They, they, they have a very they have a very smart agenda that they know is politically viable to both parties, and that they know that they have their own wedge issues. However, the Democratic wedge issues don't hurt anybody, unlike the Republican wedge issues like gay marriage bans and abortion bans. Democrat wedge issues are minimum wage, uh, pharmaceuticals, and health care. Yeah, but they they don't do anything on those three issues. They can now. They, and they, they will do that because they've made these pledges and that they, they do ha- and they know that this, these are political winners. And they're not doing it out of altruistic reasons. They know that they can pin the Republicans okay. in the corner by getting them on the record saying no. And if they don't say no, then that's a victory for the Democrats also if they vote well, the with the Democrats. There was a good number of Democrats voted against the minimum wage raise last year. But I did well on that topic, and this this goes to uh, everyone saying that the the country is more conservative and the Democrats are more conservative. I just want to look at some of the ballot initiatives uh, that were around the country. There were eight gay marriage bans, uh, seven of them passed, but in Arizona it was actually defeated. Uh, that's the first time that's happened. That's a big shift in uh, public opinion there. Arizona's always been a rather yeah, on, on the fact. Back and forth. Six states had a minimum wage increases on the ballots. All of them passed, some of them with huge margins. There was an abortion ban in South Dakota. That was a ballot initiative. That was rejected. Stem cell research, which had the whole Rush Limbaugh, Michael J. Fox. That, that, was, that passed. That was, that was very close. That was absolutely surprising to me. Yeah, I, I but it passed. Did not think it was And that, And that, to me, says that there is... 
there is a receptive audience out there for a more progressive liberal agenda. And they, whatever you but want to call I it, I, I think that these, this is what Democrats are going to run on. And I don't think that uh, you can call that more conservative. I think these are just common well, sense I initiatives. I don't, I don't think that that's the same, the same thing. I think we have a tendency to think of, well, you know, liberal equals minimum wage and conservative equals abortion. And most of the country probably wants to get paid more. And a good portion of those people who want to get paid more don't want abortions. I mean, yeah. it, it's across. And, yeah, but the conservatives have spent so much time defining their party as against abortion and against raising the minimum wage that um, mm-hmm. now the progressive uh, view, which should just, which it actually is the centrist view, these things that uh, everyone can agree upon: minimum wage. Well, minimum. There's uh, a lot of Democrats. There's a lot of Democrats who will vote against minimum wage. Yeah, which they, well, yeah. I, mean, I think but, they won't I mean, get anywhere. And, and, there, and there are going to be a lot of Republicans which vote for it. No, I think now that we've seen it pass in the states, it has a better chance. I would still yeah. be really surprised to see it go up, just given the fact that people will lose re-election funds if they raise the minimum and that's, wage. And that's a good thing. Uh, oh, the yes, yes. Let's get into this real quick. Everyone accuses us here at Punditocracy of being a, uh, weeping, limp-wristed liberals, but uh, Aaron here actually has a bit of a uh, contrarian view on the minimum wage. I'm more of, you know, your Joe Lieberman Democrat, yeah, yeah. I guess. But but why do you oppose a raise in the minimum wage? Well, first off, quickly. I don't think that most people out there really make minimum wage. Which um, I disagree with entirely. Well, <laughs> I think if you take, if you look at your average local business, what you're going to typically see, let's just take a grocery store, for instance, because because I've worked at many grocery stores. You have, essentially, you have essentially two people that make minimum wage. You have high school kids, and you have maybe a couple of part-time college students who make minimum wage. Majority of the people there that are full-time employees who are, as you would say, adults, I guess, working adults, are probably making anywhere between 9 and $15 an hour, depending on what they do and how long they've been working there. If you raise a minimum wage, you're going to have to pay these kids, which are a necessary part of the business. You're going to have to pay them more. There's only so much money that a business like this is going to allocate towards labor, which means that somebody who's working full-time who is making, let's say, 12 or $13 an hour, who's actually making a good wage, their wage is going to decrease while somebody who doesn't necessarily need more money, their wage is going to increase. Yeah, but that doesn't take into account the fact that more money gets spent when people make more money. There's only a certain amount of money that any type of management or any type of business is going to allocate and, towards labor. And, and you're not – just because you raise a minimum wage, I think that's what that's really going to do is that's really going to hurt the middle class. Now, let's also take – Which is falling. I don't think anybody's proven that at all. In fact, no, I think that – no, it is true. It is true. And let's also look at the inflation factors of minimum wage as well. If you raise the minimum wage, and this has happened every single time the minimum wage has increased, you're going to see an increase – Last time the minimum wage was increased when Clinton was in office. Yeah, it was back when, in uh, and except. look at the economic doldrums that we had while Clinton well, was in office. The important thing actually that like, had nothing to do with the minimum wage raise. <laughs> no, minimum the, wage raise under Clinton was four seventy. It went from four seventy five to five fifteen. That is not a significant raise. When you raise it from five fifty, when you raise it from five fifteen to six fifty or seven, that's a significant enough raise that you're going to see hyperinflation. I, I, actually, I, I, the, I, the, the the actual studies that watch these things since the 50s and 60s when minimum wage first came in show that the economy goes up when the wage is, is raised. People spend more money because they have more money. But the real thing that I think affects it right now is thanks to Clinton, in fact, we have this uh, this whole uh, 
and in, in, in NAFTA and WTO and things, we have a lot of people working for minimum wage, multiple minimum wage jobs. Uh, you hear Bush and others claim that we have, and, and Democrats both, like we have so many new jobs creation. One of the reasons is we're losing the high-paying jobs and we're getting multiple low-paying jobs. I know people who are in their 40s working in gas stations for minimum wage as one of their three jobs. There are a lot of people in this country. Okay, and I, and I am not going to deny that. I just think a majority well, uh, of people before, in those type of jobs are not yeah, before we get too bogged down on this one issue, because we're, there, it was okay. a big night last night, Here, wide-ranging night. Here's the final thing I will say about the minimum wage. Instead of raising the minimum wage, what they need to do is they need to figure out, in my opinion, they need to come up with a living wage, which means that if you mm-hmm. are a full-time worker and you work 40-plus hours a week and you're over a certain age level, then there should be a certain wage that you should A living make. wage is a great idea. Not a minimum wage increase. Do you know what it is a to make? What uh, the out per hour for forty hour a week uh, job it is to make the lowest income tax bracket? No, uh, nine seventy five an hour. No. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to see a maximum wage. Yeah, I, I want to see a salary cap. Like $100,000 a year max. That's actually one of the other things that, that they, awesome. they show is when the minimum wage raises and people need to cut it, they actually cut overhead and executives lose money so they're no longer making insane. Like 582 times what the average worker is making yeah. is what some of these corporate now, idiots are usually, making. Usually, and realistically, what they'll do is they'll just lay people off because they got to pay people more. Well, they're actually, that's a good point. They need to actually, if they're going to do this, you need to crack down on these people who are moving their companies yeah. overseas. And I think a great way to do that, universal health care, so we remove the burden of these large corporations having to pay for health care. That's one of the main yeah. burdens that are on corporations, one of the main reasons that uh, are driving jobs out of our country is Aside because from we greed. don't have government-sponsored health care. Aside from unethical, immoral, insane greed. <laughs> yes, that too. And another thing, going back to whether or not this new batch of – this new Democratic majority will be uh, liberal, progressive, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sherrod Brown, who just got nominated to the Senate in Ohio – populist, uh, pro-union, pro-labor Democrats teaming up with Heath Schuler, former football star uh, from uh, North Carolina, who won uh, on the Democratic ticket. They're both very strongly anti-NAFTA, anti-trade agreement, which would harm American workers. And I think this has. So you're going to see, this is going to be a big emphasis. This is going to be sort of the bridge that the libertarians uh, on both spectrums of the party are going to find which is now becoming a more widely accepted centrist, more progressive position. And I I think that this new democratic wave is going to reflect that very much. And you're going to have these new – the old paradigms of what's liberal and what's conservative aren't really going to pan out anymore. There are so many new issues evolving. And I think you're going to see what we once thought were conservative positions like – uh, being against these sort of trade agreements, that's going to be a very libertarian, democratic position now. And um, beyond that... Well, I think I think that the first thing that has to happen before any of this has to happen is uh, there has to be corporate responsibility, which there's not. And the way to do that is to reenact... I mean, corporate... The idea of a corporation was that you got a charter, and that charter was funded and was kept in the government, and they could pull your charter if you misbehaved. And you were suddenly dead in the water. <laughs> now, you have to start that system again. Uh, and you have to redefine corporations because as of now, they're defined as human beings, which they're not. 
except for the fact that they, they have now paid off. If they're human them. beings, I can call them assholes. Exactly. <laughs> I can I, call a corporation a dick. And they're working now to make it so it's harder to sue them, which is the whole reason they were defined as human beings. So which is going, another reason why it's good that Phil Klein got his ass kicked it is, yesterday. It is. Let's go back to Kansas politics here real quick. It's, Phil Klein got trounced in the Attorney General's racing. But Kansas. not only, wait, wait, it gets better. Huge margin, yeah. He had a horrible root canal that morning and was in a lot of pain. Oh. It was a good day. Uh, yeah, but Phil Klein was basically a corporate puppet who used this shtick as a pious religious conservative to raise campaign dollars while at the same time offering legal protection for corporations and limiting the uh, amount of lawsuits that were filed. Uh, Leaping right over that church and state line, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, Phil Klein basically... All of the money that he got were from massive corporations because they really enjoyed the fact that he shielded them from class action lawsuits and other civil lawsuits and minimized damages. And really helped the destruction of the family farm yeah. in and, uh, and Kansas. And so, you know, uh, I, I raised my uh, tepid oh, cup I, of coffee to Phil Klein going down in flames. I raised day. mine, too. And <laughs> I, I have to be honest, I was not surprised, even yeah. by the margin. I mean, Phil Klein is a total I was surprised. He went, he went down and by even, 18 points, yes. by the way. Yeah. And, and, amazing. And before, before, and we were very good on this show of ragging on people and enjoying their defeat. I'd like to say that Paul Morrison, who beat Phil Klein yesterday, is actually a very sturdy candidate, and he's a he's a very, I think, just no nonsense centered uh, candidate. He's the attorney general in Johnson County. He just wants to do his job. Unlike Phil Klein, who used his position as a podium for his own political beliefs and his own political purse strings, right. which is so far, which is so far right, yeah, that even a lot of the religious right will vote against. And, him. and one of the great, one of the great moments, I'd like to honor a great moment in Phil Klein's uh, political <laughs> yeah. life. And there's the, so many, the, but this one especially, the BTK killer. When he uh, he personally flew down to Wichita and pretended he had anything to do yeah. with catching of it, and got on Fox News, and even Fox News caught him off mid-speech. <laughs> Speaking of Fox News, this this and this is still ongoing right now because Phil Klein is still in office until what January yeah, when yeah. Uh, the everyone else gets sworn in, uh, the winners get sworn in. Uh, Phil Klein was on the O'Reilly Factor not long ago, yeah. <laughs> trumpeting his win in the abortion records. Ongoing lawsuit, this, this uh, tit-for-tat that he's had with George Tiller's abortion clinic in Wichita and another abortion provider in Kansas, where Phil Klein wanted to get the personal records of 90 women who have received abortions in Kansas. He said because you know he wanted to look for child predators and rapists and everything, but everyone else assumed and was right in assuming that it was just a political stunt, and he wanted to intimidate women uh, from going to abortion clinics. And because the records were not of people who were underage. Yeah, and yeah, things like and, that. and and uh, little things, and, and basically, Phil Klein off. had a a grudge, a a death match grudge against George Tiller in Wichita, and George Tiller equally hates Phil Klein, so they've had the, sort of the epic political struggle in Kansas. There's a difference the here. Last, uh, George Tiller's right. <laughs> I mean, we we do you know glory in people's defeat, but Phil Klein is a waste of human space. <laughs> 
I wish him all the best. I'm glad he's out of office. He's well, going to come back. Yeah, he's a power hungry maniac. We were talking about. We were talking about this before we started. Oh, but real quick, let me finish. Let me finish the O'Reilly thing. The O'Reilly connection. He was on O'Reilly trumpeting the fact that he had won this ongoing lawsuit in Kansas. He got these abortion records. But O'Reilly, while Phil Klein's a guest on the show, says, you know, I've, uh, I've got an uh, inside source here, and I've seen some of these records, and it says that uh, Tiller uh, conducted most of these abortions because the women were depressed. And so that makes Tiller a baby killer. And it, and <laughs> Good job, O'Reilly. And what O'Reilly did right there was insinuate that he had seen privileged private medical records. And... The assumption is that somebody in Klein's office leaked these files to O'Reilly. So Klein's in a whole host of trouble right now. A former prosecutable trouble. Yeah, a former Republican Attorney General of Kansas has asked that the Supreme Court and the Ethics Board look into this. Tiller's asked the Supreme Court to look into it. This former Republican Attorney General has asked that the Kansas State Ethics Board look into Phil mm-hmm. Klein. So even on top of being oh, like, he- completely raped at the polls yesterday, <laughs> Klein is potentially facing jail time. But Klein. <laughs> Klein's best thing in all actuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the best yeah. thing was they're like, why didn't you ask him where he got? He's like, I was the guest on a show that wasn't my. Oh, was, uh, just poor etiquette. Yeah, bad form. Yeah, exactly. To find oh, out yeah, who yeah, was yeah, violating yeah. private medical <laughs> files, aside from himself. Uh, but as I we were just uh, talking about earlier, um, Phil, I agree. Phil Klein will be back and. Gavin, you you may be correct that he will try to probably run for governor. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I yeah. think, and he, well, that, he had, that's know, why since, he was attorney general. Yeah, since it is Kansas yes. and the Republican Party is still so beholden to and has been hijacked by the far right elements, the crazy loony like. Uh, snake handling elements of the Republican Party. Klein has a pretty good shot of winning the nomination of the Republican Party. But actually, but oh God, he'd get annihilated in a oh, general. There election. is there is a larger cosmological issue here, which is yesterday during the election, it is, I think it was Virginia, a woman handling snakes in a church was bit and died. And usually God protects you if you're a snake handler, but did not. So perhaps <laughs> there is political isn't that, ramifications. Isn't that there. just a perfect symbol right there yeah, it for is. what happened to the Republican Party? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the, the other surprising race was uh, Boyda. I did not, Boyda. Think, did not think she was yeah. going to win. I figured lost it was going to be. by, I think, like anywhere. I forget the exact I think it was, it was like, like 11 fif- or 12 yeah, points like last time she ran. like that. It was bad. But she came back. She, this is a woman who's never held elected office before. She was just so incensed by the Iraq war yes. that she actually helped organize anti-war protests leading up to the Iraq war. She was a like a seventh grade chemistry teacher or something she worked, like that. Well, she worked for a pharmaceutical company as a, as a researcher. So like she's a scientist. And I think that's awesome, too. We have yes. somebody who's very – she's basically a nerd. We have a nerd who's pro-science, anti-war, one in Kansas. That is insane. <laughs> and beat one of the looniest uh, yeah. do-nothing uh, incumbents in the United States House <laughs> of Representatives, Jim Ryan, who uh, – tell him your story about your dealings with him oh, when you were working in the grocery When store. I was work- working in the grocery industry, so to speak. Um, <laughs> Jim Ryan would would come in and he'd have these little Bible kind of pamphlet things. I can't really describe them. They're not really Bibles, but they're I don't know. Yeah. They're little pamphlets. pamphlets. Yeah, they'd have a bunch of Bible quotes and whatnot. And oh, would, were they little? Were they little like comic books? Yeah, but I they love were, those comic books. They, they, they were they, really the chick they, comics. They had like, yeah, that gay people getting no, no. You got to You got to go online and type in chick comics, and they're all online. Oh, oh goody, goody, goody. Yeah, okay. well, remember that, awesome. everyone listening, chick comics. He would Google it. 
he would come in or he'd send some of his cronies in and, and they would just go through the aisles and just kind of set them down. So that I guess the, the idea was is that people would come in shopping and they'd pick up a particular item that they wanted to buy. And I need tomato lo sauce. And behold, <laughs> right, lo and behold, oh, here's this Bible. I'm going to read it. the condoms that's right, that's and the other right. feminine hygiene products. You're sinning right I now. think he was too scared to go near <laughs> yeah. the feminine hygiene products and the condoms. Uh, actually, regardless of uh, how religious you are, most men are afraid to go into <laughs> women's hygiene aisle. Well, the the, the but uh, yeah, the fact that bags like yeah, Jim Ryan is as a sitting congressman he is yeah. not supposed to do yeah. that. Well, I don't think now. Out of all out of all fairness, I don't think it was specifically him doing it. But I mean, he, you know, he was there. It was his guys going through doing this sort of thing. And I thought to myself, here's a man who is in Congress, who is supposed to be working for real issues, not just locally but nationally, and he's wasting his time handing out Bible pamphlets. Yeah. About little girls who go to hell after their daddy didn't listen to them. It's one of my favorites. And I looked at his voting record and, and what he's done. Nothing. And he's absolutely <laughs> no. I don't know. If, I don't think he's sponsored any bill. I don't think he's passed any legislation. Well, he doesn't even have a good attendance record. <laughs> he's out. I, yeah. When he does vote, it's down-the-line Republican, rubber stamp. Yeah. Um, just a really unexceptional... Congressperson and uh, an unpleasant human being, a yeah. very unpleasant human being. Just personally, as he's a complete asshole. But uh, and I mean, aside from the religious stuff, Galen, Galen's actually encountered. It, yes, so aside he's, from he's the religious stuff, he's simply an asshole. And I, you know. <laughs> anyway, but the real thing Welcome is, I think Ryan. that what this proves <laughs> is that the Olympics get you what sixteen years? Yeah, man, you can coast on that shit. Yeah. Although Lynn Swan wasn't able to translate his NFL career into well, now you're you're from Nebraska. Now is it yes. Tom Osborne? Tom Osborne is that the guy? Yeah, Tom he Osborne. lost. He lost. Yeah. Are he, you serious? Well, he was he was in the House of Representatives, but he was going to actually. I don't know if he lost. I think he just decided against running for governor. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, because I thought he won his district last yeah, time around, he, like ninety five percent. He was, he was planning to run for higher office. Tom Osborne was the coach of the Nebraska. hallowed Nebraska football team of the nineties. I think which probably like five hundred bowl games. I would and, hope most people listening know who Tom Osborne is. Not no, I have no this is idea. A politics shows. Oh, no. <laughs> this is these. All right, sorry, no. people. This this is not spodcasting right now. Um, but yeah, Tom Osborne in Nebraska. But anyway. Uh, moving larger picture, Nancy Boyda was part of this Democratic wave that swept through the House of Representatives. Nancy Boyda, in fact, was being mentioned by name in a lot of yeah. uh, TV commentary today as like one of the biggest upsets of the night last night. Yeah. And it is huge. It is. I mean, it's amazing that well, she won. And, and well, she no one won saw it coming, really. relatively yeah. safely. I mean, she won by four or five like four points. Four or five points, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't and like here, it was... And here's another thing. out by a, a thousand votes or something. She had like no that, support man. from the Democratic establishment either. Like Virtually all of the money that she raised for herself were small donors in and around Kansas. Yeah. She went and shook hands with like everyone who lived in this district, the, the second district. The Democrats. She did it the old-fashioned way, and she won. The yes. Dem- Democrats pretty much neglected her entirely because they just figured that she wouldn't yeah, win. The, the, the DCCC swooped in like last week and like right. paid for some ads on her behalf, but I don't, she'd already won by that point, I think. And then the thing is is that she also had very much less money than uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan which, which is a good thing. Ryan, interesting tidbit nice. about Ryan. The house that he owns in Washington, D.C., across the street from Mark Foley's. 
Oh, really? Yep. Maybe there's something going on there. And, they, and there's a, they, there's a great story. There's an entire row in Washington D.C. This block that is completely occupied by Republican candidate, Republican Congress people. I think everyone who lived on that street was voted out of office yesterday. <laughs> it's going to be a, a lot of real estate open in uh, Washington D.C. today. It's going to be a very depressing neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but okay. So yeah, we have. Phil Klein losing. I should say Paul Morrison won handily. Nancy Boyda won. And Dem- Kathleen Sebelius, swoosh. <laughs> no surprises. No, I mean, she didn't even break a sweat winning re-election. Uh, she won by double digits. Um, Dennis, Dennis Moore won, which is Won now, by about 30 percentage points. That, that is now – I remember in 2000, 2002, and even someone in 2004, just how – Close that remember, race was. Remember mm-hmm. Chris Kobach? Yeah. Chris Kobach. There was Phil. <laughs> there was Phil Klein. Phil Klein. He beat Phil Klein. Yeah. Also, and that yeah. was one of the most dirty campaigns I think possibly in American history. Is scum. If you, yeah. If yeah. you remember that, I mean, I remember getting phone calls from Klein. You think he deceded Klein every single oh, and, day. And speaking of those phone calls, we, we should not we should not let go by. The fact that the Democrats won in spite of the dirty tricks that the Republicans orchestrated, including the robocalls. The robocalls, which consisted of the Republican committees sponsoring these computer-automated calls, they would call and mention the Democratic candidate's name up front and then talk about that candidate as though it were an ad from that candidate. And... Only if you listen to the whole ad would it go into why you shouldn't vote for them. However, if you hung up on these robocalls uh, before listening to the whole thing, you'd be under the impression that it was from this Democratic candidate. And if you hung up before it finished, it would call back automatically oh, six or great. seven times. The, yeah. the intent was to annoy voters so much, to harass them so much that they would, get, that they would hate this Democratic candidate and wouldn't vote for them. Which, on top of that, in Virginia, Macaca. Macaca territory, George Allen territory, the FBI is now investigating these robocalls that nobody's sure who sponsored them or on whose behalf they were for, but this is the Republicans. And you had these calls telling people that if they they were registered in another district and if they went to yeah. vote, oh, they yeah. would be arrested. Yeah, no, <laughs> I heard about that. I didn't know it was Virginia, but it was yep. something like you had to present an ID mm-hmm. Or, gonna, or they would say that your polling place right. has moved. And they were going to yeah. check your ID, and if you had like a which unpaid parking ticket or speeding ticket or something like that, then they were going to grab you right there, and they were going to haul you down, and they were going to prosecute you. this happens all over the country. The FBI well, yeah. isn't just only investigating now in Virginia. This happened all over this the country. Is, this is vintage Carl Rove. I don't know if he had yeah. anything to do with it, but he definitely inspired this because this is what he's done for years. He was kicked off of the Reagan campaign for doing this Too sort of shit. Too dirty for Reagan. Too dirty for Reagan. And uh, my, which brings one of my favorite parts of the Bush press conference today was where he jokingly accused Rove of not doing enough. <laughs> no, seriously. That guy's toast. He's like, and, um, by the way, we should talk about he, it. He ask, they ask him, like, how's your reading contest going against Rove? And he's like, well, Rove's winning. Obviously, I was out campaigning and he wasn't doing as much. Something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, that guy's fired. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but and and we should talk about uh, like um, this this vaunted get out the vote machine that all of the pundits were talking about with the Republicans and how uh, they were they had this seventy two hour program that Carl Rove and Ken Melman had orchestrated that worked so well for them in uh, sorry but Melman just makes me think milk toast I have to say that now Glavin lady <laughs> exactly uh, Ken Melman by the way another prominent gay Republican uh, along with Dennis Hastert. 
I don't know if I believe that Dennis Hasser is gay. <laughs> By the way, Charlie Crist, who won the governorship in Florida, also gay. So uh, Republicans really are the big tent party, <laughs> the big fabulous tent party. Well, the log cabin Republicans who, yeah. because they don't understand history and the fact that gender roles change, believe Lincoln to have been gay, yeah. uh, are accidentally picking up people everywhere uh-huh. uh, who don't actually uh, agree with themselves. Yeah. Uh, but so we had Carl Rove's plan failing miserably. Whatever his plan, based, and I've always said the man's not a genius. He was just able to capitalize on September. He's a 11th. mean little bastard. Yeah, is what he's he is. a thug. That's he's what a political he thug. Exactly. That's what he is. He's a political thug, and you saw that again yesterday with the robocalls, the harassing calls, and uh, it failed. <laughs> and and we we talked about this on the the pre election show the. The Democrats were able to overcome the diebold margin of error as well. The shenanigans that were occurring in e-voting polling places all over yeah. the country as well. Yeah. People well, are being denied, like, computers shutting down. When you vote for the Democratic candidate, it shows that you voted for the Republican candidate. In spite of all of this, it leads me to believe that the Democrats actually won huge yesterday. Maybe we that's, just don't know the full vote it's count. possible. Maybe, maybe that's why Bush was so surly during his uh, speech today. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we cheated, we Damn tried, it. we just put, we, ah, how did this happen? Well, Even the, with my, our rampant cheat. We lost. One of my favorite moments was in Ohio where the former governor was uh, almost turned away from the voting site. Yeah, because, because of, he didn't have his ID, his voting ID, which is meant to disenfranchise poor black people and right. Mexicans. But in fact, it disenfranchised the governor. <laughs> and Blackwell, who was crooked, yeah. who was the attorney, not is the attorney general? He was the secretary of secretary state of state, Ohio. that's right. Secretary of state. Sitting was, secretary of state running, running for governor. Did not resign and certifies the vote in his own election legally. Yeah. No one called him on. He, he went on to try to dis, uh, discredit, not discredit. Uh, to kick the Democratic yeah. candidate off the ballot. I'm, I lost what the word is. Yeah, yeah. kick the Democratic off the ballot. Uh, did all sorts of other dirty tricks. Still lost huge. Hugely <laughs> lost. And he looked like, like in his concession speech, his head was about to explode. So that was awesome. Uh, so, okay. So we, yeah, all, despite all of this, Democrats won huge. And Wait, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I just want to, is it possible that Karl Rove is engineering the Democrats to fail and go for 2008? Because that's he's, a lot of Again, he's not that He's smart. not, he's that not smart. the evil genius everyone thinks he is. No, he's but just it's willing my, to stoop lower it's than It's my, consp- my new favorite conspiracy theory that's all over the internet yeah, today. Yeah, which, and I'm sure that, like, Sean Hannity will probably float. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but but, but the, my, my favorite part of it being that Bush was so stupid to, uh, to just before the election, say that Rove was, or not Rove, that uh, Rumsfeld was not going anywhere and neither was Cheney. And then to announce Cheney was going hunting on, on yeah, election day because you know we just don't care, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean we, we know it's in the bag. Although I we know still... we know that we uh, we got a Republican in the CEO chair, a diebold. We know we got like all these robocalls going. Oh, yeah, who cares? We got well, we, we're one. We we're going hunting. Right, and if that doesn't say "screw you, voters," I don't know what does. But well, actually, I, I Cheney think... essentially said that in an interview where they asked him if we're going to change policy in Iraq if Democrats win. He said, "Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that really matters. Uh, I don't, I don't think the voters really, uh, really influence. Our, uh, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, fuck the voters. I know that I, I was careful in voting and, and looked over my shoulder a lot, knowing that Dick Cheney was mm-hmm. running around with a rifle somewhere. <laughs> but well, uh, they, you're, 
The Donald Rumsfeld thing is very Good interesting, segue. too, because yes. today it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see what the Republican fallout is. And I think we've already seen the first victim, which yes. is yes. Donald Rumsfeld, which is, as you just mentioned, I mean, Bush, Bush was saying that his job was Bush going to be secure. Bush was lying through his teeth, for the next which he years. acknowledged and today at his press conference. He admitted right. it. I just said that to go to the next question. Yeah, so I, did, I didn't want that to, I didn't want that to be a political uh, consideration. <laughs> Meaning you lied to the public well, which to try to hold those... on to power, which is what you've been doing for the past six years in office, and the only thing that your party has been uh, any good at. They're, the Republican Party's never been good at governing. They've only been good at elections and retaining power yeah. at all costs. Good. Well, and then the thing, the great part about it is, is that, and this this brings up a larger issue, which is these these new comments are like you don't want to make it political about issues, whereas personal attacks are fine. Oh yeah, so. Because politics you, is a contact sport. Right. Well, where, where like, the actual issue, what you would want to vote on, such as the war in Iraq, these things, don't want to make that political. No, no, I, yeah. <laughs> That's not a political issue. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> John McCain's, uh, quote, quote, illegitimate black child is a political oh, yes. issue. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, again, <laughs> uh, for those who didn't know, and we don't want to skip over this, Donald Rumsfeld resigned today. Mm-hmm. Uh, was resigned. Well, yes, yes, he was forcefully resigned. Um, this is the first. He's currently holed up in a volcano, plotting his revenge <laughs> with an eye patch and a scar. Yes, <laughs> uh, but this is the first major shift uh, in Washington following the Democrats' win. And, and I'm if sure... the Democrats had not win, Rumsfeld would still have a job oh, of course. right now. Of course. But it, like Bush knew that uh, in order to remove Rumsfeld as a, an issue, as a further campaign top, because he knew that if the Republicans won, then that would have been assigned by the voters that stay the course in Iraq. So he would right. have kept Rumsfeld. But he got a very clear message yesterday that stay the course is not working. And so uh, Rumsfeld resigned, and Bush now accepted his resignation. And you got this new guy in there, Robert Gates, uh, who will be the new Secretary of Defense, if the Democrats vote for him. Yeah, and we yeah. have to remember now, Democrats have majorities, so they have an equal say in who wins these uh, appointment posts. But Bush is nominating Robert Gates, former head of the CIA and current president of Texas A&M University, who... Go Aggies. <laughs> Known for their high intelligence. That's right. <laughs> But Gates has been – he was in the CIA since the 60s, head of the CIA in uh, Bush 41's presidency, yeah. was a major player in the Iran-Contra scandal. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Close friend of the Bush family. Of course, Bush never goes – but Bush 43, you know, very incestuous and likes to keep it in the family. Yeah. Uh, so – yeah, this is. I I would say that Rumsfeld resigning is the first major victory, first major policy victory for Democrats. Well, they haven't even taken office the, yet. The test, the real test, will be what they do with this uh, this nomination. Yeah. We'll see how how much they're going to work and how, how it's going to work. And honestly, I don't know if Robert Gates is a qualified. Well, I, I, I was about. I don't know. I was about to say. Well, I mean, do we know anything about Gates? I mean, is he he's, more of a? Well, no. The just, thing that they were talking about on the radio is that he's actually a political, what they call a political realist, which he's not. 
he looks at the situation. He's not a not, neocon. He's not, not the ideology. Okay. He governs by what he you know, tries and to do. And that's the other thing. Neoconservatism after yesterday is dead. Well, the neocon movement is dead. I wish, but uh, I, I have my doubts. I mean, even the neocons are distancing themselves from the Bush administration. They're Bill Crystal is denouncing Bill Crystal. <laughs> well, I, love, I don't know what I was thinking. I love how some of these neocons now, they're like, well, we're, we're, we're right. It's oh, yeah. Bush, 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 Bush just yeah. is the one that failed us. Yeah. Well, you that's can't. Very interesting. You, I Dialogues you can't do anything about. They're convinced they're right no matter what. Right. They're so, Ayn Rand yeah. objectivist idiots. In all of this soul searching that the Republicans are doing right now, you've got three casualties. You've got Denny Hastert, who has mm-hmm. today announced that he's stepping down. That's he, not a big surprise. So he well, might, he have, he might stepping, have stepped down yeah. anyway. Though. Well, he was he was possibly going to stand. He even hinted he, he might would resign. Stand. For, he might resign from the House. Yeah, though. he oh, hinted God. he would stand for minority leader, but he's not even going to do that. Yeah, no. Because well, out of all fairness, there was talk of him resigning. Yeah, way no, that's, before that's the true, election but, because I mean, of the Mark Foley this fallout. Is, this and is whatnot. this is ushering him out now. Right, and I believe that Karl Rove's reputation is dead. And I think well, that I the neoconservative so, movement within the current Republican administration is, is dead. dead. Yeah, well, I think Rove is slimy. I think Rove will, especially if it goes well. For oh yeah, he's a cockroach. He'll survive. He'll pop up somewhere else. He'll, he'll claim victory in two thousand eight, yeah. and someone will believe him. Um, but so, regardless, uh, Rove, well, I think Rove's reputation tarnished. Uh, Brumsfeld, but I, I would not be surprised if there's going to be a lot of other people in the Bush administration. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of house. There's got to be a lot of. I mean, now that Hastert is stepping down, uh, there's going to be probably a pretty brutal fight for the minority leadership in the House because now the um, the sort of traditional Reagan conservatives are just incensed after what happened yesterday. You're pissed they, off. Yeah, and they they see they see yesterday as a repudiation of the direction the party was going. So now you're going to have right. a fight between well, the traditional you, conservatives right. and the Bush conservatives. And I, I was about to bring that up, too. I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting to see the political fallout within the Republican Party over this, because you're absolutely right. Traditional, well, actually, con, you know... Fiscal economic fiscal conservatives conservatives. are are blaming the Bush administration, the religious right. The religious right is blaming the fiscal conservatives, saying that they've gone too far to the center, too far to the left on some issues. It's their fault that the Democrats are in. So you're going to see this infighting within the Republican Party, much like you saw a lot of infighting in the Democratic Party. You know, in yeah. the early 2000s. So. Well, I think that there, there's actually, I heard a Republican uh, a conservative pundit today refer to the uh, Bush administration as the aberration in conservatism, <laughs> which I'm hoping that's the new talking point. The Republicans now consider Bush a cancer. Yeah. Well, well, but we'll if you see, look, we'll see how welcome to the club. But, it, <laughs> but if you look at traditional Republican values, Bush stands against most of those. Oh, yeah. And I mean, has. it's always has. Yeah. He, he believes in big government, authoritarian rule, uh, adventures spend, abroad, spend, spend, deficit spend. spending. Yeah, that's wait, something wait, wait, that you wait, even wait, go back to. Definite, deficit yeah, that's true. Too, so. As a matter of fact, that's that's always been a misconception. Democrats have always been the ones who have been better with money. <laughs> Democrats have always been the ones who can well, balance it, it budgets. Took, I mean, it took twelve years to make up for Reagan's debt, which was like a third of what yeah. Bush's is. Yeah. And <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But and I also want to comment now. The 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 other big loser yesterday were the religious right. These ballot initiatives that they had, the gay marriage bans. While seven of them, seven of the eight did win, they were by much smaller margins than previous gay marriage bans have won. And you even had the one defeat in Arizona. You had that uh, abortion ban in South Dakota. South Dakota is like I. 
I don't one step away from the Spanish Inquisition, yeah. and, and I don't even South think, Dakota repudiated. I don't think it was. Ban. I don't think it was close either. No, right? it was like ten percentage points, which is a big victory. And uh, it's the stem cell research, which uh, conservative and religious right people thought was like a uh, a embryo holocaust yes. waiting to happen. No, no, no. Eventually, the final argument they settled on was human that cloning. it legalized human, human cloning. Human cloning. Yeah, which is a complete lie <laughs> if you look at the bill. <laughs> So, so yes, the religious conservatives were repudiated. So I think that's also going to fuel the civil war within the Republican Party now because you're going to have the traditional conservatives versus the Bush Republicans. And also you have this third factor, the religious conservatives who think that they've been had by the Bush mm-hmm. Republicans. And so you're going to see a lot of fighting going on in the Republican Party in the coming two years. <laughs> but we should wrap things up. Again, huge historic night for America last night. <laughs> I mean, it was a historic election. It's been rare that you see this sort of uh, unassailable victory by any party. Uh, again, Democrats didn't lose one seat. They picked up at least 32, uh, 33 in the House of Representatives. They won back the Senate. And they've got a majority of governorships now. It, just a massive, massive night for Democrats. Well, I think that I think that the important thing to come out of this is that the Democrats. I'm not a fan of either party. The Democrats are spineless enough that hopefully, if people keep the pokers jammed really hard mm-hmm. into their feet, that they'll actually do something. But I don't hold a whole lot. The real curiosity will be is how the, I think this goes towards the 2008 election because yeah. people like Obama and Hillary Clinton are already running. Um, you know. Very clearly already running, <laughs> um, and and that means the Democrats have no one, frankly. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. I mean, one of the, as you were saying, one of the good things about uh, winning a lot of governorships is is it mm-hmm. the road of the presidency is through governorship. Yeah, yeah. It's through the and it is possible that you know there's going to be a much greater pool to sort of pull in. For, and and for I Democratic should say that you, candidates you, and it's I think if the Democrats are going to win in 2008, see, the, I, I think the Democrats winning last night huge. It, if the Democrats don't play their cards right, it could have a huge, huge effect on 08 and the years to come after that. If the Democrats yeah. screw this up, which I think there's probably a good chance they it's will, a possibility. Yeah, the Republicans Even could I storm. The, the Republicans could storm back in. In 2008. Well, and, and this is what really pisses that's, me off. That's going to be – the Democrats have a very yeah. fine line that they need to walk here. So. Well, this, this election, as much as it is this tidal wave, it is also more evidence of the fact that the you know, Democrat the, – the political system in this country is sliding so far downhill. It is a, a winner for people – a win for people who weren't actually winners. They, they – they, <laughs> It was a hate-filled election. In other words, people voted against people, not for people. That's not the way a democracy should I, be run. Well, that's always how it's been. <laughs> well, I, uh, it, it, I think I, it's gotten I, worse. I, I, I really and do. I would, I would argue that, the, and again, the old, the old saw is that all politics is local. And you had a lot of local races that were about good candidates. Nancy Boyda in for example, was a good candidate. And I think people honestly looked at the clear distinction between Nancy Boyda and Jim Ryan and decided that Nancy Boyda was a better candidate as opposed uh, to Jim Ryan being I'm the not worst sure, candidate. Because no, Ryan, because Ryan, Ryan was two one years, forever. Two, yeah, two years ago, nobody looked at Boyda. 
I mean, she was a good <laughs> candidate two years ago. She, no, right? she got better. She got better. Now people are voting against Ryan rather than more. I like Boyda, in fact, for a lot of ways. But now they're voting against Ryan. Well, I think, they, I think they, 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 they went, and more importantly, they, oh. weren't voting, they weren't voting against Ryan. They were voting against Bush. And they were you voting all, against Bush. You all are a bunch of cynical bastards. <laughs> I'm very happy. I mean, uh, aside I, from partisanship, I'm very happy that so many people, and this is record turnout yesterday. And so it, many people voted across the country yesterday. It's very heartening. And It wasn't it, record turnout. That's what it normally is at a midterm no, election. Was man. About 40%. No, man. No, no Virginia, it was record for, for a midterm election. Midterm was huge. Virginia, but just for example, that's still almost nothing. Turnout. I mean, well, yeah. it's, well, I, it's I, still I, like, woo, almost half. Virginia had turnout that was on par with the presidential election, which is massive for a midterm election. I, they which all is went out just and, over half. And a lot of them <laughs> went out and voted for the racist bigot. Uh, <laughs> also true. true. But Kennedy. people were voting, and I'm very pleased with that, and I think that... Despite, again, all of these shenanigans, well, the majority of people's votes were counted. But I think this election was so negative on Democrat side, too, and I think that the attitude of it has worked so well that the Republicans are going to, even though this is sort of their own thing they created anyway, uh, they're going to adopt it, and we're going to see even more negative and even more hateful. Oh, elections. again, you bunch of cynical fucks. Let's move on. It's a trend. Let's, let's move on to things that don't suck. It's, uh, we've been pounding on uh, why everyone sucks. Uh, what doesn't suck this week, Aaron? Um... Yeah, just yeah. Kansas basketball started. We have two games now. They they are a badass machine, and um, they're gonna go undefeated and win the national championship. Badass machine. <laughs> I know you guys don't like sports very much, but I, I no. I'll go. I'll go with KU basketball starts. It means the football season's winding down, and I can get my fucking parking space back when the games <laughs> go. Going. There you See, go. That doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that, Galen, is there anything else that doesn't suck? A live blogging, Gavin. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, a good piece of pizza at Rudy's is really nice. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Give, it gives me heartburn and diarrhea. So I don't know. That's if I... just how you you're allergic to pot, aren't you? I don't know. Oh, speaking of pot, did you just say pot? Yes. No, I was hearing what you want to hear. I, I forgot to mention that. I'm just going to mention this real quick. Unfortunately, there were three states that were trying to <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Legal add add on the ballot to legalize pot, and all of them were defeated, except for in Colorado with sixty forty, which I uh-huh. thought was look pretty. I, I know, that's pretty good. I think forty percent of the people of that voted in Colorado believe that you marijuana cannot should be get legal. potheads to either run a good reason for uh, marijuana be you know like perhaps all the yeah. uh, actual industrial uses and things like that. They never run on that. They run on well, it should be legal, man. Most and then they don't leave their pizza because they're paranoid and they're high and, and they don't vote. And you have to you have to consider it's, that most of them get confused and actually smoke the ballot. It's true. Yes, it's yes. true. So it's a it's it's a tragic I just, I, I for an actual <laughs> like decent cause of of like hemp and marijuana and what they could actually do for our economy. They don't go for that, and instead they end up for what it could do the for campaign. our economy. What it could do if we could just tax marijuana, tax it. Oh, yeah. oh we'd pay off the national debt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hemp can be made into plastic and gasoline, for God's sake. Uh, sorry, sorry products. for that little paper. Yeah, it's tangent there. You make fuel stupid. from it, and, and this is the thing. I agree with them. But stupid fucking hippies. <laughs> Jesus, people. Well, but see, I don't know. I mean, I don't smoke pot, but I see such advantages of having marijuana legal. That yeah. My big thing is the tax. Oh, you, can oh, the thousand, you can put a oh, thousand yeah. percent yeah. Oh, yeah. tax oh, yeah. on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Reaping that world. hippies will pay it. I think it's, it would it's also, worth It would it's still be legal. cheaper than it is now illegally. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's worth legalizing it for that purpose. Oh, yeah. 
in and of itself, but the, the purpose and, is you mentioned as well. I, and you need oversight because believers. nobody wants skunky weed. No. <laughs> I know, I know. I know people who have bought bags of grass clippings. That's why. And this is a, this is public service. Don't buy while you're high. <laughs> Don't smoke anything with formaldehyde. In yes, it, is, is my tip. <laughs> for, for I'm just saying it's out there. If, if and don't buy smoke? crystal meth while in an evangelical church and molest children. That thing still doesn't suck, by the way. No. That Pastor Ted. That's the, good the, advice. The, there, the New Life Church in Colorado. Uh, but my thing that doesn't say, oh, two things. First of all, Borat, the Borat film opened number one in the country, despite the fact that I was playing on a fraction of the only, theaters only as, as the Santa Claus 3, which, still came in number one, huge yeah. opening for this tiny little film, which is drop-dead hilarious. I've already seen it twice. Wonderful and, film. And it should be mentioned that... Santa Claus 3 is, in fact, a sign of the end times. <laughs> the Onion actually pointed but that out and did the math that within two years, given the ratio of how, how quickly they come out, yeah. uh, Tim Allen will be putting one out every month. See, and I'm also heart- I was heartened by yesterday's results in the same way I'm heartened that America voted for Borat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, I think all around, uh, my thing that doesn't suck is the American voter. They, they done good yesterday. They done good over the weekend when they uh, went to the box office as well. <laughs> they went to the box office and the polling booths. They they voted correctly, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yes, America, democracy. I love you both. You don't suck. Uh, with that, we'll wrap up our special post-election analysis of midterms, two thousand and six electioneering boogaloo. America did flush the toilet. And, and you can uh, you can check out what Gavin and I were thinking yeah. and writing in between, as it happened as it happened in between crashes on Lawrence.com during the election. Uh, but yes, on that note, please everyone feel free to contact us at uh, poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Leave comments on Lawrence.com. Be our friends at MySpace www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy. Thank you very much. God bless America. Bye-bye.